0: From Future Founders HQ in the podcasting studio at 1871 in downtown Chicago, this is The Insider. Your fast pass for the latest news, tools, and debates for young entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey everyone, this is Shannon Varco, part of the Future Founders Fellowship cohort from 2017, and my business is called Zick Sticks, which is an open-ended wooden building toy for kids and adults that's kind of like a modern twist on Lincoln Logs and really just gets kids building in all sorts of different directions. And I'm here with Isaac. So Isaac, do you want to introduce yourself?
0: Hey, so I'm Isaac part probably the 17 core as well. I run a company called Imprint Genius. We're the world's smartest promotion item company. So we specialize in promotions, custom apparel, and printed goods, but we like to add technology and innovation to the industry. We do definitely do a lot of trade shows, which is I think gonna be our conversation for today.
1: Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about kind of some of the trade shows that we've done and the experiences that we've had and any kind of like tips and tricks. To start off, Isaac, how do you pick what trade shows that you usually go to?
0: We do a, a good mix of attending trade shows as well as exhibiting. I would say understanding the size of the trade show and the makeup of the people walking the floor. For example, for a lot of trade shows for our own industry, and that's going to be super helpful for us for not only for networking, but to also find new suppliers or companies to work with. And those trade shows can be all around the country. Or um, if you're looking at the sourcing, you can go to trade shows overseas. And then we also like to choose different trade shows where we might have a lot of potential clients. So trade shows uh, with lots of business owners, uh, marketing directors. That's the makeup. The makeup of our potential buyers. That becomes a great trade show for us.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because it's really different, I would say, than my experience. Because I'm curious about how you choose which ones you do a booth at and then which ones you just like walk the show
0: yeah so i will i'll get the booth at a show where i essentially don't need to talk to people around like i'm not that interested necessarily in the people that are booth mates with me but what i'm interested in is the the people walking the floor where I'm going to offer some type of service that's going to be in need. But if I'm trying to go and learn, right, from all the different conferences and exhibits and do a lot more networking and, and get more services for myself, right, and, and then I become the consumer, that's when I'm definitely attending the shows.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting, especially because your company is so B2B. I think makes a lot of sense for, like, why you would walk a show. For me, I mean, the trade shows are such a big part of the toy industry, so there's kind of some major ones that happen across the whole world and so being an exhibitor at a lot of those is really the way to go when you're looking at you know working with buyers creating wholesale accounts that kind of thing Um, so there's sort of these well-known five to ten big toy conferences and trade shows that kind of everybody goes to so you start to see a lot of similar faces at them which is really interesting
0: have you seen any good benefits talking to the same people over and over again have you had that before
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting being kind of new within the industry that you see all these people who know each other really well. And so I would say that getting connected into that network is really important because even at the last one I was at, this person knows that person and then somebody finds you and thinks your stuff is cool. So they tell the people that they know within the industry. So it's not even necessarily that I'm seeing the same people over and over again, but people recognizing the product and having seen it before is also really important. It's really interesting too. I walked a couple shows before I ever had a booth at them, which whenever I talk to other entrepreneurs, I really recommend that to kind of get a lay of the land if you can before you're ready. I think if you can get a booth and you can have one at a show that you feel like that makes sense for, like go for it. But I think being able to walk a show, I walked Toy Fair a couple of times before, you know, ever exhibiting there, that gave me such a great lay of the land of like what's going on, what do booths look like. Where is a good place to have one? You know, what kinds of things should you include? What kinds of giveaways or papers or whatever should you have? And just kind of having that actual experience. Walking the show is really, really helpful before ever doing a booth somewhere.
0: I was going to dozens of shows before I started exhibiting. It's a tip to the listeners, especially if you guys are younger entrepreneurs, high school or collegiate based. You can leverage that to get free entry into a lot of trade shows. Big
1: time. Yeah, I think that's so important.
0: You can also leverage that to get discounts uh, on booth space. I've done some shows where I've gotten completely free space just because I'm a student and they like, they wow. like seeing. So always ask, always ask. You can bring, and what's also cool is like, I've also done things where I, I go to a conference, I say, hey, I have a group of like 15 collegiate students. Can we all come? And then we all go and get a big Airbnb or whatever it is. And we all go to the event together. We have to meet the event organizer.
1: I mean, I've done that same thing with, like different shows and being able when I was a student being able to get in on under a student sometimes you just have to ask a professor to write a letter or something like that there's different ways you can go about it and each trade show might be a little bit different but how have you found with a trade show who do you talk to how do you find out how you can play that student card.
0: So I mean, you could start off by just finding out who the event organizer is. A lot of times on like Eventbrite, you'll be able to see the like, contact, the organizer reach out that way. You can go on LinkedIn, request to connect them or if you have premium LinkedIn, message them. And yeah. if you can have, like, like you said, if you can have some backing by the university or high school, that, that only makes it better.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think some shows even have, you know, student options or volunteer options. I've heard of different people volunteering at trade shows to be able to get in, which I think is also kind of an interesting side when you're just trying to get the lay of the land of a different industry or something like that too. I'm curious to hear about how you prepare when you exhibit your booth and how you decide about the design of your booth, what stuff you bring, how you get it all there, like how that kind of first got started. Cause I found that in my own experience to be super interesting and everybody kind of does it a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most important thing with your booth is going to be getting that foot traffic and getting the conversations going. There's a lot of benefits for having a booth. Ultimately oh. your goal there is to make more money than you spent on that booth and, and as well Absolutely. as your time, right? Yeah. What's your time worth? Ways you can prepare. I mean a shameless plug, promotional items. So if you look at the like the basic statistics of of, ha- of promotional items and having swag giveaways for your trade show booth. 74% of people at a live event say that promo is the most effective form of marketing of anything they received for the event. And 88% of people can actually recall the advertiser promotion time they received in the past. So because of that, if you think about how much you're spending, let's say on your booth, you're spending, let's say $2,000 to be at the event, spending that an extra, uh, actually let's say $500 to $1,000 that you're spending on, on your booth. But if you get four times the overall impressions you build on email lists and you have all this new potential leads you can have a lot more impact from that smaller trade show by doing these a couple things so having promotion items having a good booth display it's if you're doing a good amount of shows it's worth investing and especially like a high color nice backdrop at the very least just like a banner stand tablecloth helps as well and then a couple things that you can do to add traffic as well um music if they allow you get people kind of excited to bring you to it. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I've not done that for myself. So that's kind of a cool idea. I like that.
0: Yeah. Music, anything that, that can catch people's eyes. We sell custom drones with coming so logos on them. So we're flying drones back and forth in front of people. We're blasting some of our promotional items speakers. We have a full clothing rack. People are looking through different things. We have uh, raffles are very effective. So you're going to want a couple high value items. It doesn't have to be that crazy. It could be like a Amazon Alexa. What you can do with that is people can drop their business card inside. Make sure you say that by dropping your card in that they're going to be subscribed to an email list, but they can drop their card in, they can sign up for a Google form. Now you're building a massive lead list and you're getting people to stop by. And while they're filling out that form, you're talking to them about your product, what you can do for them in the future, as well as if they take any promotional items, you could say, oh yeah, for a promo item, just make sure you go and sign up for a former. And that's the great way to get a very very low cost lead list. If your promotion items are averaging a dollar a piece, a dollar per potential lead isn't too bad, especially for a lot of industry. The last, the coolest thing I've seen recently, there's one guy anyone would like, I can connect you to him. He's a trade show booth magician. And he specializes in creating magic acts that relate to your business and doing them at your trade show booth to drive traffic.
1: That's so creative. I love that when it comes to trade shows and I really enjoyed trade shows because of the creativity that you can have when it comes to a booth and like how you get people to come over to it, how you get the interest going. And I think with the toy industry, it's definitely fun.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. The
1: last one I was at, the guy next to me had a rap about his like word game that he did. Um, It was kind of ridiculous, but I mean, people loved it, (laughs) you know, and people come over and he's like, oh, you want to hear my rap? You know, and so it's stuff like that. And and one of the interns that was working for me, she came up with a rap about Zik sticks to like rap battle him. You know, it's just like, it gets kind of ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, they also had one company had people on stilts walking around showing off mm-hmm. their products, you know, so I think everybody does something different, which is what can be kind of fun about them. I've really enjoyed that from like the creativity side is like, all right, what can we do this time? That's going to get people, you know, over to look at our stuff for mine. I mean, the branding is pretty simple, like it's black and white. So we kind of go that route because it does stand out within the toy industry, which is so, you know, saturated with color. So any ways that you can like be unique or stand out, I think make a huge difference when you have a booth. I would also say things that bring people in. It's hard because I think a lot of times collegiate entrepreneurs especially have done like demo days or different things at their university. And we're used to having a table or a booth or whatever, and people are there to actually want to talk to you. And so everyone comes over and they're like, we love your thing. Like, we're so excited for you. You're a student and trade shows are so different than that. Like it, people don't want to talk to you necessarily. And so you have to like really bring them in with that first two second line, like the first five words that you can say to get them to stop and walk in as opposed to them, like, you know, kind of giving you the like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk to you kind of thing. So it's totally different, I think, than the experience of like a uh, you know college demo day, but kind of having that one line or that brings people in so for us it's like kind of holding a piece and and handing it to somebody and encouraging them to build with us or we have some kind of crazy thing built that's very like exciting or interesting and getting them to kind of help be a part of it has worked pretty well you know just saying hi how are you just like does not work (laughs) at all so kind of being really creative about both the visuals of it but also like what you're saying to people I found to be so important
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And for me, too, the other thing with, like, the booth stuff, you mentioned, like, backdrops and banners. It's quite challenging, I think, because there's so many hidden fees that i found with trade shows of, you know, if you're shipping stuff to a a conference center, convention center, and how to avoid those things when you're, especially, like, in a startup trying to save money. Um, So most of the trade shows I've been to, I've, like, carried everything in through different doors, like, parked in weird spots and just, like, carried stuff, you know, that saved us, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars from not having to do, like, the freight and, like, union labor and things like that. That's an option. So that's really worked well for us is, like, how to get your booth to look really good, but also be able to kind of pack down into the smallest possible... <laughs> shippable you know check bag kind of situation especially if you're going across the country so for me like just starting out that's been super important to like save money as much as possible
0: yeah i agree you definitely want to try to hack that system i remember my my dad's been going to consumer electronics show for around 20 years with his company and his first one he just said he said no he's not going to pay for the service um but they were lugging around 200 pound transformers oh my gosh uh, they were like broken down in sweat, <laughs> building Ikea furniture in the booths, like sneaking in material. So it's definitely, oh, yeah. it's definitely a learning experience. You're definitely going to have a rough time. Your first few trade shows and that's expected.
1: Yeah. And I would say like one thing that helped me with the first really big one I did, which was a 10 by 20. So it was a 200 square foot booth. And that one was, it felt really big when we were like trying to figure out what to go in it. And we taped off a part of my garage, in that same exact space and like laid out all the flooring and like all that kind of stuff that really helped because once we put the, all the tables up and everything, it was like, Oh, we actually don't need this many tables because they take up too much space. And so being able to kind of walk through it um, as like a test run was really helpful. And I would recommend that to anybody is like find a 10 by 10 or a five by 10 or 20 by 10, whatever you're going for, tape it out and kind of set like set it up and figure out, okay, we're missing a tablecloth here, or we need some more height here. Once you get there, you want to sort of have a plan of like, this is what we have to have in first, we got to put the flooring down first, we're going to have a table that they give us and a chair, but we got to put up our other tables, put tablecloths on and kind of have your like set up plan of how you're going to go set everything up, tear everything down before you go into it. So that's been really helpful. And I think kind of that test run was always really good for me. So you mentioned before something about email lists and you know, getting as many you know, business cards as you can through the raffle thing. Let's talk a little bit about kind of follow-up related to that. What's kind of your tactic uh, to that?
0: Yeah, so I mean, the first thing you have to realize at the trade show is what everyone's there for. People that are there, that have their boots, are there to sell, right? They're the, they're the sales reps. They are sell or build relationships with people that can buy. That's what they're there for. So as a as a person going to that show, you have to either make a, make a proper impression if you're the if you're the person walking around the show or show value in some type of way. A way that I found to make a really good impression is if you have a good amount of people from your team, have everyone wearing the exact same thing. So the exact same t-shirt, the exact same polo. Because people at the show, when you start talking to them, they're gonna rec- either subconsciously recognize your logo and your name and think you're a much bigger company, or see the amount of people and just seem a lot more legitimate. Even if your entire team is there, that's not normally the case with businesses, that's been super effective for us with the promotion industry, we've been able to negotiate a lot better rates because we look a lot bigger of a brand at these trade shows by doing that. So then once you're making these connections, it's really about, you're gonna to want to build a relationship and follow up. If we're exhibiting at a trade show, we want to have some type of call to action, for example, we'll go and give every single person that entered into our raffle for, let's say, free pack of 50 uh, pop sockets with the company logo on. That's what we do a lot. We'll say, hey, sorry, you didn't win, but here's a $100 off coupon for your next purchase, right? It was really great meeting you. And then you can see who replies to that, who opens that, and then create other campaigns, right? Create, create a whole drip campaign based off of how the replies are, uh, and then down the road, you're also gonna ideally add them to your email list. Another unique way to foster relationships, you can actually run targeted ads uh, um, during the show for your brand and geofence it around the, the conference. It's oh, wow. kind of like a weird thing. So yeah, so you geofence the ad around the, around the conference center, and then while people are at the show, you push you push your brand if you're exhibiting there And you can even put, like, check us out, booth, blah, blah, blah.
1: That's so creative because I think there's usually so many opportunities to do sponsorships through the conference center or through whomever's hosting the trade show. But I feel like sometimes those are just so expensive that a startup would never be able to do them. But doing something like that is such a great hack. I love that idea. such a great hack to kind of getting your brand and your logo in front of people's faces when they're, like, on Facebook or whatever.
0: Yeah, what about you? Do you have any tips for... uh
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, follow up is something that I'm constantly working on as I'm getting to go to more of these conferences. So I'm always excited to learn from people like you who've done so much more of it. But I would say it's just, you know, entering all that information, all those business cards, like it's so much, but being able to kind of set up a plan, who to reach out to, what the you know what the order of it all is gonna be, but it is so important. And it's interesting too, the number of people that I've mentioned at trade shows about how many people don't follow up from them, that following up with people actually really does make an impact. After a trade show, you really wanna follow up pretty quickly, you wanna get into people's inboxes the following week. Um, you don't wanna let too much time go by,
0: Definitely. You will get business cards. And if you do not follow up in the first three days, I'm telling you, you're never going to do it. You're going to push it back and you're going to push it back. You're never going to follow up with those people and you're going to email them three months later. And then that person's not going to be in the buying decision that they were before. People change, things change, move quick. Another thing, and this is a highly debated topic, especially because I print business cards, everyone debates this. Picture or no picture, my opinion Put a picture on your business card, especially for ones for trade shows. If you come back from a trade show with a stack of a hundred business cards and you're gonna go through them and you don't remember who, who who's what, right? Having that picture really helps helps you remember. Another trick when you're at trade shows and you're meeting people, ideally don't put your cell phone number on your business card. Personal trick is leave it, leave it amount white space on the back. And say, you know, it's really great meeting you. Here's my personal cell phone number. Feel free to text me directly. And that not only as a personal touch, but when they're going through all the cards, they'll remember that.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think the white space on the back of your business card is so important for them to take notes. Another trade show hack that I've been starting to do is bringing a notebook or a notepad of some kind. And every time I got a business card and somebody walked away, I would staple it into the notepad or notebook and write down bits from the conversation that I had with them of like, oh, this person is interested in, you know, a set for their museum. And they also are interested in it for their museum store. And they already have this product that's kind of similar. And we talked about workshops, I don't know, whatever it is. So being able to have those like little memory bits, I always write those down in a notebook with and staple their business card right to that. And then you also don't have the task of like, losing (laughs) all those business cards can be like the worst thing then you can at least remember which day you met them what order of people you met them in those kinds of things so I guess we can start to wrap up thing what final words of advice do you have and then I'm curious of what's the craziest thing you've seen a company do at a trade show
0: well file tips go to every trade show you can exhibit where you can just you will meet so many amazing people at these shows go to every social event, every networking event, really make yourself present. That's where you're gonna make the connections that are are gonna last a lifetime. I wouldn't be here, right, in this situation with future founders if I wasn't. To be honest, going to events and going to conferences, that's how I found out about future founders and met Katie and Scott. Coolest trade show. So there's a company called Beam Technologies, They make video presence robots. What they did was they would have people in the beam robots with their faces and their sales reps, and they'd be driving around the the trade show, going and talking to people and going up to booths that they think could be potential clients and saying, hey, this is what we do. If you're interested, follow me. You can follow them back to the trade show. They They had a massive one that was like 20 feet tall, 15 feet tall, with like a mass TV screen in it that was custom built driving around as well. They also had Edward Snowden back when right when the fiasco happened, he jumped into the beam and did like a whole press interview through the beam. Wow. Uh, Got crazy press, got hundreds of people in the booth, got people all around. Those type of really unique strategies really made an impact.
1: That's so cool. One a lot less high-tech, but I thought was really clever. The most recent trade show that I went to, this company called Tenzi, they had a new product called Pearzy. It's a game. Where you pair these cards that have different monsters on them and they were giving out t-shirts that had the monsters on the t-shirt and they told people to wear the t-shirts the next day at the trade show and then if they found the person that had the pair of the same monster on their shirt and if they found this other person and then came back to their booth they would get a free game and they were saying it was working so well because it was connecting people who didn't know each other. And they were these like bright yellow shirts with these like black one-eyed monster things on them. <laughs> and it was just so cool because then you start seeing all these people with these shirts on all across the conference. And then people are connecting with each other because they have the same one on their shirt. And it was just super clever, I thought, and an interesting marketing thing, but also kind of helped with the connection of meeting people at the trade show. Last tips I would have, go before you're ready. If you see a trade show and it's coming up, the ones I've just like jumped on, even if I don't feel like I'm totally prepared or totally sure that I'm going to be able to like put my best foot forward, just making yourself go anyway, like you'll figure it out. And it's better to be there and be, you know, 80% ready than to be 80% ready and not there. And be open to learning. I've learned so much from different people at these trade shows when I'm like, I'm still figuring this thing out in my head, right? But to them you know, you're trying to be the best that you can, but learning as much as you can from the experts within the industry who are showing up at your booth. Well, so exciting to talk about trade shows with you, Isaac. So just to repeat, Shannon Barco, I am the founder of Zick Sticks, open-ended wooden building toy. Our website is buildzyx.com and same thing on social media at buildzix. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about trade shows or want to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, My personal email is shannon at buildzyx.com.
0: Awesome. I'm Isaac Atceroni from Imprint Genius. Feel free to reach out to me for any type of trade show questions or needs. You can find me at imprintgenius.com. Do the contact us or email me at Isaac at imprintgenius.com. You mentioned this podcast, they'll give you 10% off anything for your next trade show, so.
1: Look at that. Always showing me up, man. I'll be reaching out to you <laughs> to learn more about trade shows, Isaac. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye, guys. Thanks, Future Founders. The Future Founders podcast is produced by the Future Founders team. As a reminder, be sure to leave feedback about your experience with us today in our survey at the bottom of the ePass. Thanks for listening.